Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. That's an embarrassing effort by the Knicks. You know, the last time we signed on, it was 1-1 going down to Miami for Game 3 on Saturday. The Knicks don't even show up for Game 3. And then tonight, you got to watch this team not do anything well. I mean, it's a miracle that they only lost by 8 points and the fact that they had a chance in this game throughout the course of the night where it felt like they were getting punched in the face left and right. It felt like they were down by 20 even early on in that game. And yet they were hanging around down eight, down 10, down six, down seven. Look, here's the bottom line. For all you Nick ball washers out there, the bottom line is they aren't any good. I tried to tell you, and then I, you know what? I'm angry because I get my hopes, uh, I get my hopes up. I get caught up. I get sucked up, uh, sucked into this thing. I got tickets for game five, and now I'm ticked off because that's basically worthless. You're spending hundreds of dollars on these tickets to go to these games. The Knicks lose the game. You go to one game one for me. I'm talking about personally. Then game five. Now it's worthless down 3-1. And I believe because everybody else is, oh, the Heat, they're not any good. I don't watch the Heat. I'm not watching the Heat all year. But I should know better because I do watch the Knicks. And I know that they're not that good. They were good enough to beat Cleveland, who was atrocious. But even with the Knicks winning that series in five, there were things that they did that showed you they were not a very good team, starting with shooting the actual basketball. The New York Knicks can't shoot the ball. You know, shoot the ball into the basket. They have a major problem doing that. I'm pretty sure that is a basic fundamental Of the game that we call basketball. You actually have to shoot the ball into the hoop. The Knicks somehow have trouble with this. Like there's one guy maybe on the team who you actually trust to shoot the basketball. And even he, Jalen Brunson, hasn't been that great in this series. Game one, exhibit A. Because if they won game one, it wouldn't matter what happened in Miami. Obviously, you'd love to get one, but you expect to lose the games on the road. But because they blew game one, and they blew game one because of Jalen Brunson, now they find themselves down 3-1, coming back home for game five, which is now a must-win. So that's problem number one. The New York Knicks can't shoot the basketball. This isn't news to anybody. If you watch them, you know that. But as I said, the sucker Nick fan, the bing-bonger, who wants to believe that R.J. Barrett is actually good, who wants to believe that this Knicks team is actually good and had the path cleared to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even the Finals, 
wrong. You weren't believing what your eyes were telling you. R.J. Barrett stinks. This team can't shoot the basketball. They can't score. Grimes, not good enough. Mitchell Robinson, an embarrassment. Randall, infuriating. Toppin, pathetic. Josh Hart, good player, good heart, can't shoot. You know, the other thing that he's can't do, actually, they can do this because this is something that anybody can do. It's just a matter of how bad you want to. They don't defend. They don't like playing defense. Where was the defense? If you can't shoot the basketball, then you better play defense. And the Knicks don't play any defense. And that's a reflection on the head coach. I'm sorry. And I love Tibbs. Love him as a disciple of Jeff Van Gundy, who I love more than anybody when it comes to basketball. I mean, heck, maybe just more than anybody in general in life. Like, if you compare Van Gundy to my wife, I don't know. Van Gundy, I watch for, what, a lot longer than I know my wife. Anyway, I love Jeff Van Gundy. So, therefore, I love Tibbs, disciple of him. You got to be able to coach defense. How come Spolster's team is doing everything right out there? How come they're hustling? How come they're running around the floor? How come they can create ball movement and space on offense? Knicks are outcoached badly in this series by Spolstra. That's on Tibbs. But the defense that we saw two years ago, this team was a better defensive team. You know, they still can't shoot, but they've gotten worse defensively. Not like Evan Fournier's out there and you can blame him. What is Mitchell Robinson's excuse? Why is Mitchell Robinson on the floor if he's not defending or rebounding the basketball? Why is he on the floor? The guy is an embarrassment offensively. Like, embarrassment. Like, I'd rather see Frederick Weiss out there offensively than Mitchell Robinson. And the Knicks just do things that drive you absolutely nuts. R.J. Barrett grabs a rebound. He steps on the out-of-bounds line. Like, dude, come on. Come on. Offensive fouls left and right. Travel left and right. You can't. I mean, you can't put the. Mitchell Robinson can't grab the ball under the basket without traveling. I mean, do you guys do you guys actually know how to play basketball? How here's a, I have a question. How the hell did this Knicks team actually make it to the second round of the NBA's postseason? How is that possible? Because nothing they do on the floor to me says playoff team, other than well, they're better than that crappy team. And the Heat suck too. I mean, they may be better coached. And better spacing offensively. At least they have a plan. Jimmy Butler, the best player on the floor. Sure, but they're not any good either. Because if they were, they would have won this game by 32. Anyway, so the Knicks can shoot. They don't play any defense. And then their strength, like if I were to ask you coming into this series, what's the strength of the Knicks? Where do they have the favorable matchup here in this series with Miami? You would say, well, you know what? On the boards, they should be the better rebounding team than Miami. Wrong! Miami, it took them a few games. Miami now kicking the Knicks rear end on the glass. That is unacceptable. And how's that possible? And again, I'm looking at you, Mitch. Mitchell Robinson. I mean, my God, talk about a player who went from show, you know, pumping his uh, arms up and rebound machine against the Cavaliers, who's a big bully. Now you can't find the guy. He's an embarrassment. Seven rebounds for Mitchell Robinson to go with his two missed free throws and his robust six points. I mean, dude, and no defense. The Heat were getting to the rim all night long with ease. The Knicks couldn't get a stop. Somehow they're down six, trying to get back in the game, can't get a stop, can't get a rebound, and can't shoot, and still had a chance in this game. 
If I never see OB Toppin shoot another three again the rest of my life, I'm good to go. Same with RJ, too. And I don't know everyone. Oh, look at RJ. Look at the final number. I'm sick and tired of RJ Barrett and everybody shoving him down our throats, too. He's not any good. Inconsistent. You know what he is? He's a brick layer. RJ Grimes, brick layers. Brunson has had a bad series. Randall is a turnover machine who's out of control. Randall will be better as a fullback. Give him the ball, allow him to travel, and run up the gut, and he plows into people. Maybe the Giants or Jets should try him out. Guy's a turnover machine. Is he aware that what he does is a charge? (laughs) I mean, the Knicks are just running into people. They're attacking the basket. Problem is defenders are on the way. You know, you have to actually dribble around them and go around them. Or, here's an idea, Julius, and this is something I'm sure he's not familiar with. Kick it out. Kick the ball out. Find the open man, Julius. Somebody else could do it. Find the open man. Now, to you know, to, to understand Julius a little bit here, you know, the open man's got, not going to knock down the shot anyway. So I could understand his frustration in that. Look, there are a few things I hate more than losing or watching a team lose. You know, because, again, we didn't lose. The Knicks lost. I hate watching the Knicks lose. I really hate watching the Knicks lose to the crappy Miami Heat. A game where the Knicks did nothing. A weekend where the Knicks showed nothing, especially Saturday. Why even bother with that game? Where was the heart that game? Where's the effort? And Tibbs has the audacity to say, oh, it's been a competitive series. No, it hasn't. No, it is not. You won a game with Jimmy Butler out of it, barely. You lost game one at home with your superstar doing nothing, and you got smoked in game three, and game four was really non-competitive outside the misleading competitive score. So, no, it hasn't been competitive. Forget about the results. Have you felt like the Knicks are actually in any of these games in Miami? I haven't. Do you actually feel like the Knicks are going to win either of these games in Miami? I haven't. And I told you, go back and check the tape or the free Odyssey app. Everybody told, oh, Miami, Sal. Oh, no, Milwaukee. That was the team we're afraid of. We're going to beat Miami. Miami stinks. Told you, be careful. Be careful. And then I get sucked in because I want to believe that they're good. So now I'm mad at the Knicks and I'm mad at you for telling me that this team was going to beat Miami when I knew better. I knew they weren't as good as Miami. My eyes were telling me that. Watch a game. Look at the spacing. Look at the ball movement. Look at the hustle by the Heat. Knicks are just standing around there waiting for something to happen. Turning the ball over. Stepping out of bounds. Throwing up bricks. Embarrassing. Postseason pain is like any other. Unlike any other. We felt it with the Rangers losing to the Devils in seven. And now we're filling with the Knicks down 3-1 before the return home Wednesday night to Game 5 at the world's most famous. Now, I know it sounds crazy to say this after what you just heard me talk about the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Series is not over yet. The Heat aren't that good. And the Knicks still do have two of the three games in this series, obviously if necessary, on home four, on their home four. 
they just got to actually go out there and play, for goodness sake. Play. They're not talented enough to not go out there and chase down rebounds. They're not talented enough to be sloppy with the basketball. They're not talented enough to not give max effort defensively. They play lazy basketball. And it cannot be tolerated or accepted. And I'm surprised that with their head coach, with Tibbs, that it is. You want to say they fought a little bit better in game four than they did in game three? I mean, I'd hope so. They did nada in game three. That was a wasted effort. Actually, it wasn't an effort. It was a waste of time is what it was. The other thing is they just don't have the horses. While this series may not be over, and it's only not over because I do believe the Knicks will be better at home in game five. And I also believe you're going to get their best effort yet, which we haven't seen. A complete effort with Randall, with Brunson, maybe with RJ. And just that Miami's not that good. The Heat are not that good. And the series should be at worst two games apiece. Anyway, you look at the Knicks overall, you're kidding yourself if you think that this team is deep. You're kidding yourself if you think that this team is good. And they have so many limitations offensively. Go down the roster. Tell me the guys that have an offensive game. There just aren't many of them. Tonight's biggest culprit has to be Mitchell Robinson because he didn't defend, he didn't rebound, and obviously neither did the Knicks as a team. And that's got to be a strength of theirs to be able to compete with a team like Miami, who all of a sudden, I mean, Miami's got no-name scrub shooting the lights out. Or at least guys that can knock down a three. You know, like NBA professional shooters. Something the Knicks don't have. It's been a nice run. The Knicks did an excellent job in the regular season, getting into the postseason, getting that fifth seed, you know, finishing in the top six. They did a terrific job wiping away a worse Cleveland team. But they have now shown their true colors and have gotten punched in the mouth by a Miami team who is hungrier, who's outplaying them, out-hustling them, they're out-coaching them, all the above. They want it more. And the Knicks showing what they're really made of, which is a glass jaw. Things get tough, the Knicks run the other way. There's no fight in this team. No battle back here, at least in this round, against this Heat team. Now, that can change with Game 5. Let's see what they're made of. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. Knicks drop Game 4. Another embarrassing effort. Down now three games to one with their season on the line as the series shifts back to Madison Square Garden on Wednesday night for a must-win Game 5. 877-337-6666. Just getting started on this. Monday night, going till 2 a.m., technically Tuesday morning. Sal Licata on the face. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk to. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Uh, 
66 is the number to call. Another terrible performance from the Knicks. I got to tell you, too. I mean, when we last left when we last left you on the Salicana show, it was Friday night slash early Saturday morning. And I was telling you how my weekend was setting up. Where I was so excited to go watch Game 3. I mean, come on. 1-1 series, Knicks heat, Game 3 in Miami. I hate that freaking atmosphere. I hate that team. hate that building. hate everything about it. Couldn't wait to watch it. So I had the party from, you know, uh, the, the, the brother-in-law's twins, you know, my wife's brother's kid's birthday, twin birthday party on Saturday, which interrupted my whole day, of course, of watching this game. And I had my brother-in-law on Friday night to talk about it. And he came on and said, oh, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. No issues with the TV. We'll, we'll be good to go. Nobody's going to bother you. I swear to you, I get there. And my brother-in-law is like, hey, I just got to show you something. And I'm like, wow, what's up, man? What's going on? And he shows me the TV, the huge TV that he has in the main room. And it was busted. One of the kids took a bat to the TV. I'm like, dude, are you freaking kidding me right now? He's like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, why didn't you tell me on Friday night when I had you on the radio show specifically to discuss the setup, what was going to be going on here, how I'm going to watch this game? You lied to my face. You said everything is fine. We understand the importance. Don't worry about it. Then when I get there, one of the kids took a bat to the TV. Not that morning either, like a week ago. I'm like, you didn't tell me. Yeah, because I knew you weren't going to come. If you, yeah, you're damn right I wasn't going to come. Now, it turned out fine. He got a smaller TV. We brought it outside. We watched the game. By the way, the game didn't even be. I almost broke that second TV. Now you got two TVs. Here you go, Joe. Now you got two TVs that are broken. Couldn't even watch that game anyway because the Knicks no-showed. But I knew at that particular point it was, you know, it was not going to be a good weekend. I did not think, though, ultimately the Knicks were going to get swept in Miami and lose both games three and four, and, of course, they did. I got sucked in. I knew better. They're not that good. Howie is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Howie? Good evening, Sal. How are you? Good, Howie. How are you? I'm disgusted. I've been playing ball my whole life. Let me, you know, just let me make two points. Yeah, yeah good. And, and, I, and I definitely want to hear what you have to say. I'm playing ball my whole life. I know the game. You know the game. How do you not get up in this guy's face, number 31 from Miami, whatever the hell his name is? You give this guy space, he's not going to beat you off the dribble. You don't fade off him so he's shooting threes uncontested. It's ridiculous. He can't dribble the ball. You face guard him. You forget about everybody else. Your responsibility is him. He cannot shoot a three openly. He can't do it. It's impossible. If if you're an athlete, you get in his face. These guys are giving him two feet of room. I I never heard such a thing. Where is the coaching on this team? Well, the, co- the, the coaching is bad. Yeah, they don't. No, they just don't play. Howie, they don't play any defense, and that's a problem. You're I mean, so forget right. about forget You're about beyond the arc. Down. Forget about the perimeter. They were not guarding the rim. Miami was attacking the rim. They're yeah. a lazy team. Either they're tired or they're lazy. It's one or the other. And one more point, please, Sal, before I before you let me go. Is there anybody? on this team who could teach Mitchell Robinson to put an arc, a little bit of an mm-hmm. arc on a foul shot. No, he's a lost I cause. A- yeah, I got an idea. Why don't they ask R.J. Barrett to help him uh, shoot free throws? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> He's another guy. He shoots 65%. It's horrible. At least, at least with Mitchell, athlete, at least how he was, at, at least with Mitchell Robinson, there's an excuse. Like, he's a big man. Generally, big men have struggled at, at the free throw line. Teach him. You're in practice. You've got coaches. He's got. Teach him a little. He, he's got. Yeah, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm no, sick I get guy. it. Good call, I'm Howie. We pre- I get it. I get it. Appreciate you checking it. Mitchell Robinson has zero offensive game like zero and he's had the goal over the last several years to go oh, want to get involved more offensively <laughs> you you do you mean you know how to dribble and and move with the basketball without traveling you can do that you can shoot like what how exactly do you want to get involved offensively how about this if I'm Tibbs you know what I tell Mitch Robinson Mitch we're gonna run the offense through you like, this whole game coming up this week, whatever game it is in the regular season, this game against the Mavericks on Thursday night, we're going to run the whole offense through you. Oh, you are, Coach? You are? Yeah, I am. All you have to do is make three consecutive free throws. If you make three free throws in a row, three in practice, you make three free throws in a row, the whole offense will go through you. You think it'll happen? There's not a chance in the world it will happen. Guy can't shoot. But I don't have a problem with Mitchell Robinson shooting because that's not what he's here for. I mean, I guess him and, and half the roster. But Mitchell Robinson's supposed to defend and rebound. And he didn't do that either. That's why I have a problem with him. Grimes not good enough. Topping an embarrassment. I mean, the Knicks bench. Josh Hart not good enough. Randall A turnover machine. It's the same thing. They're just not good enough. End of story. Not good enough. Period. End of story. Now, series not over. I don't think they're going to win, but it's not over. If they could somehow put together a good effort at home, send it back to Miami, and you know anything could happen there, pressure back on Miami to close it out because you don't want to return home for Game Seven. You know, down three-one with two games remaining at home, there is a recipe out of this thing. A recipe might not be the right word there, right, Marco? But you know what I'm talking about. As we welcome in Marco Belletti, fresh off vacation. Hi, Marco. Oh, yeah. How was vacay? Uh, just about as good as the Nick game was. Oh, what an embarrassment. <laughs> Have you ever seen a playoff team in a second round of the postseason? Like, I'm not talking about an eight seed that barely makes the playoff. Like, the Knicks are in the second mm. round. They're the higher seed. They have home court. They can't shoot the basketball. No, not a lick. That's a problem with this team, and I've been screaming about it all year. They don't have anybody that can shoot. Now, I will say, tonight was the first night that I was overly angry. I know they can't shoot. Right. So when they haven't shot well and they got beat because they're hitting 20% from their shot, I get it. It sucks. It's hard to watch, but I understand it because I know that's who they are. Tonight, they quit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the fourth quarter was particularly bad. But just how many second chance opportunities did that Heat have? And not like, oh, well, we got two shots at it. Three, four, five. As many chances as they needed to be able to keep the offensive possession going because Miami couldn't knock down a shot at all in the fourth quarter either. The Knicks had a million chances and they quit because they didn't want to feel the pain of Bam out of Bayou. They did. They're just standing around. Miami did to them what the Knicks did to Cleveland. They punched right. him in the face, and they walked away. The Knicks got punched, and they wanted nothing to do with it. Eh, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, all of them. They didn't want anything to do with it, and they walked away. Yeah, embarrassing. It really just an embarrassing effort overall in, in the two games. And you could say that this game was closer, so it wasn't as bad 
as Saturday. And to an extent, I understand that. But really, where they got beat, that's what's embarrassing. They did not defend Miami with easy buckets mm-hmm. all night long, mm-hmm. which is not something that they do. And nope. then they didn't let them do. So why easy buckets all of a sudden now in game four and obviously beating them on the glass, just destroying them on the glass? That can't happen. They're not. The Knicks aren't good enough for that. It's one thing if you can get beat on the glass and you have three point shooters. The next time, again, that's the thing. That's why, like, look, I know if you can't shoot and you got, you know, you get bombarded and you're playing the Warriors and they're knocking down yeah. threes and you lose and you're like, hey, what are you going to do? You got out hustled, you got out rebounded, you got out wanted. That the Knicks can't have. They got to be able to play there with full energy and toughness down low. None of it was on display in Miami, and I'm, I'm, I disagree with you. You can say this series is still got life or whatever. I'd be stunned if they had. The intestinal fortitude mm. to send it back to Miami. Never mind to win the series. Well, a part of me is stunned. saying that. I think part of me is saying because I'm going game five. I think they're going to lay down and die at the Garden, and that's the problem with this series. That's what's going to make me nuts going. You're out making of me it. angry just I'm thinking sorry, about that's it. That's where my feeling is right now. What showed you tonight that makes you think that they're going to be able to rally and actually give you a performance at the Garden? Tonight, I feel nothing. like you're going to a funeral no, on Wednesday night. No, tonight, I guarantee you that a lot of the fans will agree with you. I don't think that's the case tonight. Nothing, but it, the, the series is totally different at home. If Jalen Brunson. Was half of what he's been throughout the course of the regular season. They would have in game one. They would have won game one. No, I, I get that. Yeah. And Brunson's looking. He's been bad. I talk about this team, and I know. But when I say lay down and die, Brunson's not who I'm talking about. Yeah, but he's been. And bad I'm not talking too. about Josh Hart either. But everybody else, I got to question it. I, I I look at your pulse, and I wonder what it is that you're running on. Have Those two seen, guys are different. But you even talk about Hart. And by the way, Brunson has been. He's just been. He off. hasn't been. He, right. His shot. He hasn't been knocking it down. He's been inefficient. Right. And he's been forced That's into the it a little bit because he knows he's got to make up the slack for everybody else. He's been inefficient. And maybe he's not 100. percent No doubt. Angle, whatever. No but doubt. still, Josh Hart, though, dude. Have and it's not just Josh Hart. It's the Knicks in general. We talk about they can't shoot. Have you ever seen a team not only like they can't shoot? But miss as this is the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're missing shot, like airballing shots mm-hmm. left and right. How is that possible? Side of the it's backboard. Like, it's oh, almost yeah. like the Heat would win this series if the Knicks were given a point every time they hit the rim. I, like, dude, you. I mean, they're missing badly. It's atrocious. Obi Toppin, stop shooting. It's an embarrassment, top to bottom. And like I said, that's why you got guys that you know. It's the old adage, like, well, if I'm open, I'm going to shoot. Why do you think you're open? Yeah, right. The, the You're wide open because you can't shoot. You know what? The Knicks have not been able to make the adjustment of, look, I understand how the game is played now. So it's not like, we, oh, you can't hit threes. What You got to go inside. The game is played with threes. But if you know you can't hit them and you're completely inefficient and you have no chance at knocking these shots down, you're in 12%. Go to the rim. But they can't even do that because every time they go there, they run into guys and they get called for the charge. They're out of control. Well, out of control is the problem. And, and yeah. that's led by their, you know. Yeah, by Randall. By right. their quote-unquote leader with Randall. Because his entire game, you can describe it with out of control. Because he's, he's a turnover machine. Turnover machine. And he doesn't look to pass the ball either. And you'll go Miami. You could you could see in two possessions up and down the floor how well coached Miami is in comparison to the Knicks. I'm not trying to pick on Tibbs. But I think it's just a credit to Miami with the spacing, with the passing. All of it, they actually have a game plan offensively. The Knicks is like, oh, well, who wants it? Hey, somebody chuck it up because you're open. That's not going to work. All right, let's take it to the rim. And they grab it like they're a fullback and and, and trying to hit the hole on uh, Miami. Uh, no argument. But, again, it's also, too, Miami's just they're better balanced. They yeah. got guys that can, again, not only go inside. They have guys that can do different things. The Struess, the Gabe Vincent. I mean, guys that can hit a big shot. Kyle Lowry, who's a veteran presence, who knows yeah, right. what to do. And the Knicks don't have some of these ingredients. They just really don't. They have Julius. Uh, they have Jalen Brunson, and they have got 
the rest of the offense. You know and it's it's just unfortunate. You know it's bad when fans are clamoring for Evan Fournier to get in there. And I think I, that, I, I thought yeah, look, I they knocked down enough shots tonight that they didn't open up the Fournier can because I was afraid that that was going to wind up yeah. being the case with no quickly tonight. But they hit enough shots, not a lot, but enough that they that Thibodeau didn't have to go to that. But that's where you are. If you're getting to the point where maybe Evan Fournier can provide the spark, that's a problem. I, I don't want to go to a funeral Wednesday. I, I hate to tell you, so you're going to a funeral. I'll paying, be stunned. Paying five hundred bucks to go see a funeral. I don't I'd want to do that. I'd be stunned if they're in it in the fourth quarter. Never mind. Give them an actual <sighs> run at any point in this game. I feel like you're going to watch Game Three in in basically. A oh, rebound. don't tell me that. You're going to be down double digits all game, and I think it's going to be the energy of the crowd that's sucked out. And every once in a while, they'll get, get that fake there. defense ca- a chant to try to almost beg them to get back in the game. But I think the Knicks are going to sleepwalk it's, at home, and they're going to go into the sunset. And it's going to get ugly because Miami, they're going to be Heat fans there. If they're Heat fans in game one in the Garden, there are going to be a lot of Heat fans there ready to close it out game five Wednesday night. 877 337. So get out of here with that. It is not the no way. No. No. The Knicks are not done yet. It's only three games to one. No funeral. It's over. Where's uh, Bob the Gravedigger? We got to get him on. He's on I think it was Nick. Nick. Oh, I, no, I said Mark. I think it was Mark. You said, I don't know. Mark the Gravedigger. Anyway. And I just real quick, yeah. Julius Randle. I just want to yeah. let you guys know. He was asked why... The, why the Heat have come up with more offensive rebounds and loose balls than the Knicks. And among other things, Randall responds, maybe they want it more. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, thank you, Rosie, for that. Right, Julius. Like, we didn't know that. Thank you. We could see it. Yeah, they, they do. They definitely maybe. want it more than you do, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Eight, and I don't want to blame that ankle. I don't want to hear it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Mitch Salicata back on the fan. Mitchell Robinson, um, reading this from Steph Bondi, who covers the Knicks for the Daily News. He tweeted this out. Uh, Mitchell Robinson was asked about uh, dominating the Cleveland series and now being nullified by uh, Miami and Bam Adebayo. Uh, Bam Adebayo. He was asked if he's disappointed, and Mitchell Robinson responded, Hell yeah, that's what I do, and I've been stopped from doing it. What? No, dude, you don't get stopped from doing it. You go do it. Whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. You get off your bleep, and you go find that bleeping rebound. Let's go, Mitch. You can't let him stop you. Bam out of bio. Give me a break. 
You know, Mitchell Robinson's supposed to be a beast on the boards. Let's go. God. One thing to lose this series, if you're the Knicks, you, you, come on, down 3-1. Phillip is calling from Freeport. What's up, Phillip? You're right, by the way. I mean, Sal, he, he has no plays, uh, Mitchell Robinson. He, he's a beast. On the elbow, he just dishes the ball off. Like, he, like he's, a, he, he's just, he's got zero he's, offensive he's, game. He's a stu- two-step guy. You give the ball two steps, hammer on your head. Well, what is he doing? It's very limiting offensively. Now, again, he's not here for that. He's there to protect the rim and rebound. But when he's not doing that, it makes it even well. worse. That's working out real well. Yeah, right. right. Jeez, not this serious. Jesus, help us all. I mean, I love you protecting the rim, Mitch. But guess what? We have Brunson, right? Then you have Barrett, and then you have Randall. If this guy was a force, there'd be no, there'd be no other options. Riley, uh, uh. The coach of the uh, Heat, uh, Spolzer, they know he's not going to shoot. They know he's not going to drive. I've watched this. I showed my wife. I rewind, rewind. He goes right to the top of the key, right to the elbow, and dishes the ball. Dishes the ball. If he took two steps out, you've been saying this the whole night, he's a beast. I mean, what are you doing? If you want to win the playoffs right now, and by the way, I hope you do win when you go there, Sal. You will win that game. If they win that game in uh, uh, the Garden, which I think they will. Yeah, who knows? Well, you know what? And by the way, listen to you guys. I want to kill myself. <laughs> well, you don't, I don't think that's very nice. I mean, come yeah, on, Philip. No, I'm saying, like, you know, listen, it's doom. We all know it's very uh, glum right now. But you know what? Look. I really don't think the series is over because I don't think Miami is that good. And I don't and, think. And I agree. The Knicks will be better at home, I have to imagine that. And also, to me, the formula is there, right? You're down 3-1. Of course, it looks bleak. But all they got to do is protect home court and win one game on the road. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. If they win that game, you know, at the Garden, that is going to shift everything. You know, it really will. But, but, before you let me go, you and by the way, you should put Fournier. I mean, come on now. Well, Fournier stinks. The problem is he, he's the only shooter that they have. Want him in there because he plays no D. But you know what? How about a, a few threes right there? Again, before you let me go, look, you have Brunson, right? You have Randall. And Randall's, I don't know what the hell's with him. This guy is, I don't know if it's something in his head. He should be a beast. This guy can score 30, 40. I have no idea what his malfunction is when it comes to the playoffs. But, Sal, they do have a shot. Great show. Thank you, Sal. Take Thank, you. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you hang in there. I mean, come on. I mean, we're just talking about sports here. Don't uh, you know? Don't take anything too seriously. Or too, it's not negative. I mean, the Knicks lost. What do you want to say? Although, like I said, I do really think that the Knicks can win this thing in seven. But I'm not going to be one of those bing-bonger sucker Knicks fans. I didn't think the Knicks were particularly in a good spot going into this series. I was on record as saying Miami's a lot more dangerous than you guys are giving them credit for. However, I have to believe that game five. See, this is what I don't want. And I was already getting this from Stephen Howard Beach, who I'm going to the game with on Wednesday night. Oh, if they lose, you know, after they get blown out in game three, oh, if they lose, I don't know if I want to go. And I feel like fans are like that in these playoff series. It was like that with the Rangers down 3-2, returning to the Garden for a game six, and nobody wanted to go. Tickets drop, and Ranger fans are afraid to go because they don't want to see the devil celebrate. And I was there front and center with my nephew, and you know what? One of the best postseason games I've been to. 
I mean, that's what a series is. You're going to be up. You might be down. It might be even. Oh, what? You want to go to the game only if the Knicks are up three games to one? Or only if it's 2-2? I mean, come on. It's a series. It's a best-of-seven series. It is not over until one team wins four games. The Heat have won three. Not over yet. Doesn't look good. The Knicks should be embarrassed with themselves. Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle should be embarrassed with themselves. Brunson's got to get better. But it's not over yet. You can see a scenario where the Knicks win game five, somehow steal a game six, and then all the pressure, I mean, all the pressure will be on Miami in that game six, and then they come back game seven at home at the Garden. It has happened before. Steve is calling from Long Island. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sal. Uh, always great to listen and uh, speak to you. Uh, yeah, very disappointing uh, with the next. I agree with you, basically. I've been saying it all season. They're not a really good team. Uh, they made a great acquisition in Brunson. Brunson is not an elite uh, guard, but he's very, very good. I don't. He's a star, but he's also, I think he might be limited here as far as being banged up. So He's very good. He's not great. I, you know, I don't consider oh, I, him. I think he's a great player, but this series he has not been great. And even though the point total will be there you know, for Jalen Brunson, 32 again tonight, he was awful in game one. He's also inefficient, you know, two of seven from downtown. He's got to be better. Uh, you know, Brunson's got to just be better overall. He's, he's not the problem. He was the problem in game one. But the Knicks are so limited, they need him to be even better. No, he's not the problem. He's, he's not great. He's not Lillard. He's not Lillard. He's not uh, 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 Curry. He doesn't have that kind of uh, game in terms of pulling up from 30 feet, 35 feet and hitting. He's he's very good. He's really good. He's better than what they've had in that position for decades. No question about it. But uh, you, know, you can only go so far with him. Julius Randle is, is a wild card. You just don't know what you're getting with him. Robinson, as you've mentioned, is very, very limited. And so this is a, a mediocre team at best that got by Cleveland somehow. And now they're playing a team that's probably a little bit better than them. But this team, Miami, assuming that they advance, I think they will. I think either Boston or Philly will dispose of them within five. They're, they're not... This is not a top-caliber team, which shows you how bad, you know, or not bad, but that the Knicks are mediocre. Well, the, and, that, and that's kind of the point, Stephen. Thank you for the call, is that, and I don't want to say we, because I wasn't getting carried away like everybody else. Oh, the Panthers open for the Knicks. Like, a lot of times, it's the same thing with the Mets, with the crappy Mets, and we'll get to maybe some baseball a, a little bit later on. And, you know, obviously we got all week to get into that. That's not going away anytime soon between the Yankees and the Mets. The Knicks might be going away anytime soon, so let's get it in. But... When people are talking about, oh, the path is there with the Knicks or even the Mets, oh, they're playing the Rockies, these bad teams. It's not about who they're playing. It's about them. It's about the Knicks. If you watch this team, even though they won, see too many people, and that's what I'm here for, to set the record straight, show you between the lines. Too many people just look at the results. They see the results of the Cleveland series and say, wow, the Knicks dominated the Cavs. They're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals because Milwaukee's out. Wrong. If you watch that series, you saw the Knicks in the playoffs, no less, do things that bad teams do. Disrespect the basketball. Not respect every possession. Turning turning the ball over. Uh, being lazy with the basketball. You know, a foot, a foot 
on the out-of-bounds line, that should never happen in the postseason. Like, never. They're just like, oh, all right, well, we'll get it next time. And I get that today's NBA is not the way that it used to be where every possession was respected. But still, I'm not saying that this is the regular season here. This is the postseason. You can't just be lackadaisical about any possession. And yet the Knicks are. Charges left and right, throwing the ball away, turning the ball over, stepping out of bounds. Horrible. They were doing that against Cleveland. And guess what? They're doing it against Miami. And the better team is taking advantage of them. I said all this stuff even after they were winning games in the Cleveland series. And people overlook it because they just say, oh, the Knicks beat the Cavs in five. Look at this. Yeah, there were obviously some good things about that series that the Knicks did well. To me, it was the Knicks are okay, but the Cavs are awful. Because any good team would have taken advantage of the Knicks' mistakes and the Knicks' deficiencies. And there were plenty of those. And let's forget about the lack of respect for each possession. Let's forget about the lazy defense or the lack of effort on the boards. The Knicks can't shoot. They can't shoot the basketball. That's always bad in basketball. And it's particularly bad in basketball in 2023. Like, you have to be able to shoot. You know what I mean? James is calling from Jericho. What's up, James? Hey, Sal, you stole a little bit of my thunder, but you're absolutely correct. I mean, all these hustle plays, all these out-of-bounds. If I see R.J. Barrett get the ball stripped from him one more time, I'm going to smash my TV. And, I mean, this team, I don't understand what happened. You have to make it make sense, please. The Heat were the lowest-scoring team in the NBA this season. They are the lowest-scoring percentage, uh, field goal percentage. They're last in rebounding. And I think what this series is coming down to, and I hate to say it because I, I can't stand his face either, is Eric Spolstra. Yeah. He is totally out, and that's what happened in the Cleveland series. I think Tibbs outcoached their coach. I think it was Bickerstaff. And now we're just getting totally exposed on, on, on the coaching side of it. We're not, making, we're not making any adjustments. We're just sitting around. We take a shot. We can't hit a shot to save our lives. And when we're not, maybe you might want to, after you shoot, Go for a rebound. I mean, Jimmy Butler's motors does not stop. We have nobody to match his energy. And the only person who has any energy is Hart, and it can't be that way. How about committing a foul? How about a hard foul? You're not just going to come into the lane with your little float or bam, or, or Jimmy Butler, you know, being having free-for-all uh, on the rebound and then putting balls back in, knock him on his, on his butt. What you know, you know, James, the problem is to be able to get a body on him and a hard foul, somebody's actually got to be in the vicinity. And nobody was there. I mean, nobody they, – they, they, he were running free to the hoop all night. I, I wish Mitchell Robinson was standing there strong to knock somebody away or knock somebody down. The Knicks just – they don't defend. They, they did not give max effort on the boards. Those are two things that are supposed to be their strength – and they can't shoot. I mean, you couple that up, it's a miracle they only lost by eight. How's that possible? You're right, but tell this. Everybody's talking about the Heat like they're these world beaters. No. I mean, they were last in the league. I, I mean, yeah, they're not good. The, the Heat are not that good, which is why, James, and great call. I love the passion. Appreciate you checking in. That's why I still think that this is a series here. It's not over yet. Doesn't look good. And obviously, you know, recency bias, you look at these last two games, you're thinking, oh, the Knicks are going to get smoked at home. Nah, they should have won game one and two. 
They were up game one big. Brunson was awful. And they could have kind of, they should have really won that game. No, they didn't, obviously. They didn't win the game. But it wasn't like they got smoked in game one. They played better in game one. Game two, obviously they did win. Games three and four throw out. But that's you know, that's what happens. Miami stole game one on the road, and that kind of altered the entire series because it should be two two. Worst case going back to to the world's most famous on Wednesday night. But it's not. However, the Knicks need to return the favor. Protect home court, which I think is very possible. Go steal one. Game six Friday night, which, by the way, if there is one, Rosie, I think I'm going to do a watch party. I was already trying to get uh, things going. We'll have callers, listeners, whoever wants to come. You know, guys here will go out. I'm, I'm filling in during the day that day. And then afterward, if there is a game six, go to one of the local bars near the garden and just... Can you make a call to uh, Spike and see if I can get off for that? Oh, you're working? That's Friday night. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a shame. No, you. I mean, what do you mean? Use a sick day or something. I, don't know, I can't Use make a, a call. Sick, call you Spike. have a lot of pull here. Yeah, I, no, I have no pull here. Call Spike. It doesn't return my text anymore. I can't call Spike. I mean, what are you talking about? You have a lot of pull here. I no, I have so. zero pull. Well, we'll see. We'll see how much pull exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a random question. I don't, I, yeah. I don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Do you look at the Knicks season any differently now if they do lose 4-1? Like, do you no. think the season's like a disaster no. or like a disappointment, a failure? No, I just think it shows how far they actually are. Like, people got caught up in the hoopla. People got caught up because Milwaukee lost and thinking that there was a path. And I guess my point was similar to the Giants, right? Well, the Giants made it to the divisional round of the postseason. But they're not really that good. They did by circumstance. The opponent that they were lined up with, maybe the weakness of the teams overall. I'm not trying to take away from them. But that's why they made it that far. The Knicks you know, had the path to the Eastern Conference Finals because Milwaukee was out. But the Knicks aren't really that good of a team, as you're seeing right now, against Miami. The Knicks were what they, I mean, they maxed out after winning that first round. Now, that's not to say that they can't come back in the series because I think that they can. But remember, Miami is also an eight seed. I mean, the Knicks had a... Well, I don't know how much, I, 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 and this is a, a general thing, I don't know how much... You know, credence we need to put in. No, that's fair, no, but Just, you know what I mean. Yes, it's sure. not. It's not one of the top teams here that the Knicks are playing. Like, no, they, they. No, I think that's why Knicks fans are so angry is because they did have a realistic path dealing with a you know Joel Embiid who's not healthy. The Celtics, you have a rookie head coach. I would I would even give Thibodeau the coaching advantage over not even Missoula, but even maybe even Doc Rivers. So the the point is is that this Knicks team for me. To have a successful season, needed to win a round in the postseason. They did that. Okay, so, so that that's was your, like maxed out. That was your barometer. Yeah. Get a win. I don't care if they lose this. Series win postseason. Yeah. Okay. If, even if they lose this in five, what I think it does is bring them back to reality. Okay, here's how far we are away from being an actual competitive team. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But I think the season already is a success. Now, you don't want to go out like this, especially at home. Push it. You know, Maybe the maxed out would be to push it to Miami for game six. Because if they lose at home, it's going to sting. And in the short term, we're going to rip them for it. But overall, the macro level view, no, I think it's been a successful season regardless. But there's a long way to go before this team becomes next level legitimate competitor, uh, competitors. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
Kind of back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Knicks lose. Oh, man. All these years. All these years. Been 10 years since the Knicks have been in the second round. It's only once in the last 20-something years that they've actually made it this far. You forget how painful it is. Now, nothing matched the pain that I felt back in the 90s just because I was invested differently in those teams back then. That was literally all I had going on in my life. Now, it's, you know, you get a wife and a kid and a family and real life stuff happens over the last 20-something years that kind of desensitizes you to some sports defeats, if you will. But it still hurts. And it hurts especially to lose to the freaking Miami Heat. Now, I bought tickets to Game 5, so I'm invested financially and just in general, right? Like, you want Game 5 to be exciting. And it's too, coming back 2-2, totally different feel. The excitement right now, we'd be lit right now. Oh, let's go. I can't wait for Wednesday night. And instead, it's like, oh, God. Wednesday night, uh, Game 5, we're going to go see a funeral. And I'm going to the game with Steve and Howard Beach, who's been giving me a difficult time about this throughout the course of the weekend here as we welcome in Steve and Howard Beach right now. How you feeling, Steve, about Game 5 on uh, on Wednesday now? Well, number one, you just pulled me out of bed. Number two, <laughs> uh, as far as Wednesday is concerned, I'm not too thrilled about the prospect of leaving that arena in shambles. But you know what? I've seen crazier things in my life with Boston coming back and beating the Yanks as a Yankee fan. So maybe it uh, goes the opposite way for us New Yorkers. Well, there you time. go. That's what I want. You've been saying all week, oh, if they lose, I don't want to go. Now, I got people texting me that if they want, you know, you want to give up your ticket, people are more than willing to take it. But you're not going to give up on your Knicks, are you? No, I- I'm not going to give up on them at, at all. But t- tonight was an epic disaster. I mean, can they get a rebound in mm. the second half? I mean, that R.J. That uh, uh, Randall call was a complete disaster. They can't get the ball off the boards. It's just they got to come up with a different game plan Wednesday night if they have any chance of coming back in this series. How are you going to feel with the Heat fans in the building on Wednesday night? Because there's going to be a lot of Heat fans there. I I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens when the time comes, but. (laughs) I'm not going to take too kindly to a bunch of Heat fans rubbing it in our face when we leave. So you sleep, you go to, to you go to sleep at eleven thirty. Sal, I get up at six in the morning to get these kids ready for school. What? You know, my wife's out the house in the morning going to work. I get them ready, dress for school. My two young ones, my older ones, are out the door, and then I go to the gym in the morning when I uh, when I drop them off. Then you got to get that pump going. I know that. Are you? my mind right people think it's about the body but working out is a lot more about your mental state of mind that is true now i'm curious are your son's basketball fans or are they jealous that you're going to game five ones no they're monster nick my son gianni is a monster nick fan and is he, is he jealous he went to bed he... miserable tonight oh that's terrible no he's been killing me all week he wants to go you want to buy my ticket so <laughs> <laughs> You better go and support your team. I'm bailing. <laughs> I'm trying to look for two tickets for him and his buddy somewhere near us. So, you know, maybe I'll meet you there with them. But listen. I'll, I'll, I'll look to see. They might, be, they might be coming down now. The ticket price is probably coming down now. You really think so? Yeah, I, sadly, I do think so. I mean, maybe a little bit. They're still going to be expensive, but they might come down a little bit. 
I, I think if they win this game, I think the whole city will be back believing and we'll be ready for another major letdown if we lose. <sighs> but, uh, hey, let's see. You know what? Anything can happen. I've seen crazy things, like I said before. So let's see if uh, one of these special guys takes this team and wills them to win. You know, maybe that's Brunson Wednesday. He's been he was great tonight. Doesn't uh needs help. Don't you think Miami just sucks in general? Like they're sports fans in Miami. Uh as a Dolphin <laughs> fan, the, the the Miami fans are, yeah. are not great at all. Yeah, I know. Feel... Dolphin game, I mean three quarters. Uh, you know, three quarters is Dolphin fans most of the time, a good twenty five percent is an out-of-town fan, but if you go during a Dolphin-Jet game or even a Dolphin-Patriot game, it's like 60-40 or 55-45. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, And I don't know how it is for basketball, but it sound, it's, it kind of sounded like there was a lot of Nick fans there tonight. Yeah, that's why I can't stand them in general. All right, Steve, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I just wanted to get the mood because I know you were depressed and you were worried about, oh, if they lose, I don't know if I'm going to go. So I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes I here. I will the wind out of my sails tonight, but I'm going back to bed. I'll see you I'll Wednesday. You All right, yeah. Later, buddy. All right, thank you, Stephen Howard Beach. I'll be there Wednesday. So, Rosie, you said, and uh, by the way, the Heat fans are fraudulent, and so are the Dolphin fans, and that's why I was uh, trying to tease Steve because he's a big Dolphin fan. It's frustrating. Half the What's stadium the, tonight was orange and blue. What's that? Well, I mean, but there were a ton of Heat fans at the Garden. I told you, dude, I lost my voice last week because game one, they were chanting, let's go Heat. I'm like, what? This is game one, round two with the world's most famous. I got to do a let's go Heat chance? Get the hell out of here. Uh, do me a favor. Look up section 227. What site do you use for this? Uh, Seeky. Okay, whatever. I don't care where it is. I'm just curious what you're using. Because I usually just go right through Ticketmaster and get it. Section 227, and just check rows 5 and below. I mean, 6 is fine, whatever. Like, 6 and below. I want, I'm curious what the tickets are going for right now. Matter of fact, I could just check myself. 5 and below. Right now, I have 1 in 5, 2 tickets, 474. For where is this now? Section 227. See, row 5. Row 5. Section 227, row 5, and it's how much? 476. All right, that's not that off. We paid, you know, like five. If you want to sit row sixteen, it's three twenty. Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm saying. The higher up you go, then yeah. it starts to come so down. The cheapest a little bit. is three twenty. Most expensive is, you know, the ridiculous. You're off, Rosie. Won't you try to make it? No. See, this is what I'm saying. When no. I told my nephew about being a Rangers fan, down three two, people were bailing. Ticket prices starting to stink, starting to sink a little bit. That's when your team needs you. You got to go. Well, luckily, I'm not a Knicks fan. You got to go. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not Bulls a Knicks fan. fan. Didn't you ask me? Oh, no, you wanted to go to the Ranger game, oh, right? Rangers. Yeah, that's a whole different story. And honestly, the Devils fans are going through the same thing now because they were down 2-0, and then everyone gets – you can buy cheap tickets now. For game three yesterday, they kicked the Canes' ass yesterday. Game four, it's 2-1. It's a new series. Yeah, no, nobody's – it's a new series that nobody's paying attention to. Alan is calling from from Florida. What's up, Alan? Yeah, how you doing there? How are you, Alan? I am – in New York fan, I, I just came down here a few years ago. A few points. One, I'm watching the Knicks. Nobody's bringing up that Miami is playing a 2-3 zone, and the Knicks can't get a layup to the basket because they're closing them down. They can't shoot threes, and that's what I'm annoyed about. Now, also, Miami shoots threes like crazy. I grew up with Willis Reed in 69, mm. and back then, where, to me, and I just want your viewpoint. Basketball was basketball. Defense, pick and rolls. Now everybody's just 
coming up and shooting the threes, and the Knicks have to pull a rabbit out of the hat at the Garden on Wednesday because I'm going to watch the game. I love the Knicks if they play bad. What do you think about the whole thing? Well, I mean, there's a lot there. You're talking about the different style of, um, you know, style of play in today's NBA. I mean, obviously it's different. It's been like that for a while, where I call it lazy basketball. There's no such thing as a bad shot. When I was growing up watching these games, if you the, if these guys pulled up from where they're pulling up on the court, they'd be benched. I mean, they wouldn't see the, the court again. So now it's like there's no such thing as a bad shot. They chuck threes from all over the place, but it's lazy basketball. The Nick, the Heat, however, crisp ball movement, spacing, looking for the open man. The Knicks don't do that, and they don't have any good shooters anyway, but the Knicks don't do that. So their style of offense to me, I don't know what it is. What is the Knicks offense exactly? Give it to somebody and hope that they get attacked the rim, try not to plow through three guys and, and t- get a charge, shoot the open three when it's there with no good three-point shooters. I mean, that's basically what their offense is. Yeah, but to me, they have to take the mid-range shot, get past the first guard, don't go to the rim, and pull up for that two-point shot. They do that and they're going to hit their shots, and they'll be in the game, and they'll have a chance. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, Alan, and thank you for the call. I mean, it's, to me, it's more than that. I mean, the offense, the Knicks have gotten open looks. They just don't shoot the ball well. Tonight, however, was not about that. I mean, it's always about that, but that wasn't the primary issue tonight. The issue is the lack of hustle, effort on the boards, and defensively. The Knicks did enough shooting the basketball tonight to where if they did the other things that they normally do well, they could have won this game. They never got a big rebound. They never made a big stop. That was the problem. And this is a team that is supposed to do that because they're not a team that is going to shoot the basketball at a great percentage. So they're supposed to do the other things well. And then you have a good shooting night. should take you over the top. Tonight, the shooting was okay. It was the defense. They could not get a stop. They could not rebound the basketball. And in the fourth quarter, they just got destroyed on the boards. Unacceptable. I mean, it can't happen. They got out-coached. They got out-hustled. And outclassed by Miami. Woof. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Knicks lose game four. We'll limp back home to the Garden game five Wednesday night. Salicata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Yankees win against the A's. Who cares? I mean, the A's stink. What I will say, two things. Judge comes back off the IL tonight or Tuesday night, which will help. Obviously, getting him back, especially ahead of the Rays series, this four-game series coming up this weekend in the Bronx. The other thing is with the Yanks, the series, even though they lost, when we last were doing the show Friday after they lost, it was bad, and they were down 10 games, you know, 10 games back, and they maybe get swept. I was impressed with them over the weekend. Harrison Bader is an absolute stud. I mean, this is exactly why when I say that Brian Cashman should get credit for being a good general manager, even though I think it's time to move on from Cashman. I mean, that's well documented. We've been talking about that for two, three years. This is why for the people who say, what has he ever done? Look at Harrison Bader. People mock that trade at the time. Jordan Montgomery, how could you give up Montgomery for Bader? Bader comes here, and all of a sudden the guy is big home run Harrison Bader. It's unbelievable. Or big hits left and right. Yankees had more good than bad in that weekend series with the Rays, and they should have won two out of three. You get a 6 nothing lead with your ace on the mound, they're winning that game 99 out of 100 times. Unfortunately, this is the one time you really would have liked to have won it and Cole just didn't have it, giving it all the way back, and then the Yankees falling short. But Yankees will be fine. Like Cashman said, don't count them out. How good, how far will they go? Who knows, but I wouldn't count them out just yet. The Mets, on the other hand, 877-337-6666. We're talking Knicks. Eric is in Woodmere. What's up, Eric? What's up? What's up, Sal? What's doing? How are you, Eric? We're doing good. Um, so, listen, uh, it's a tough to follow, wouldn't you say? With the Knicks? Yeah. Eh. Well, all New York teams, really. Well, I mean, it's better to be here than not. Like, this is the thing as a sports fan, Eric. Your season usually ends in disappointment. It's just about what type of disappointment and how soon it ends. So I can't be that bothered that the Knicks have given us a second-round series here. I hate Miami. I'm not going to like it if they do end up losing this series. But still, think about the big picture here. Yeah, but no, what's, what pisses me off is that everybody says this is a cakewalk. Everyone's saying that this is a cakewalk to the final. Agreed. And that, oh, we got the heat instead of the box. And then, listen, they're so well this – is my, this is the point I'm going to make. Obviously, effort is effort. And if they give a bit more of an effort, you can't – that's unmatchable. You can't do anything about that. But they're just so outcoached. They're so outcoached. They, Bam gets what he's getting whatever they want. Nobody's in the area. Nobody's in the area. And um, just offensively, they're making shots. They're swinging the ball around. And have, for the love of God, have, even though this is such a tough adjustment for Randall to make, have him play a little more off ball. Gee, like, like, listen. Once Randall's again, a problem. I mean, Randall is a problem, Eric. 
This has been the thing. He's a good he's a good player, but he's a problem because he's a maddening player. He's good. He's not good enough. He's inconsistent. Although you could say he's consistent because he's always turning the ball over. It's like you kind of know what you're going to get. He's not a good enough shooter, but he can make more shots than some of the others on the team. He's got a decent offensive game, but it's not good enough to where he's the go-to guy there. But the out-of-control, the turnovers, the you know up-and-down attitude at times, the limitations that he has, Randall is a maddening player. But what's the crazy part, the crazy part is a good point, but the crazy part is that if – you don't watch basketball and you look at the stat sheet, you're like, okay, he's not, you know, this is pretty good stat line. Not so bad. 20 points, uh, six assists, mm. five, five rebounds. Like, you know, solid stat line. Then you watch him play. It's, it's, it's you're, you're pulling your hairs out. Your hairs are turning gray. It's crazy. Well, that's why you got to watch the games. And I know people are analytical and watch the stats and all that stuff. And I get it. Or or read the stats as opposed to watching the game. And look, you can only watch so many games. That's why I focus on the Knicks. I mean, I really don't care about what the Lakers or Warriors are doing. No offense. I mean, if it's on, I have nothing better to do. Sure, I'll check it out. Like right now, I have the game on in the studio. What happened? Those are real contenders. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm, I, well, yes, of course. But I'm saying our focus here is New York, and my point is that you can't watch every single game, which is why these national people, when they tell you something, they're lying because they don't watch every single game. We here in New York are watching the Knicks, so regardless of the fact that he was an all-star, we all know the best player on the team is Jalen Brunson, and we also know that there is something off with Randall. Hard to put the exact, you know, hard to describe it to the exact level of what is off because the guy is an all-star and has been now an all-star two out of the last three years. So he's a good player. But if you watch him, logical, it, he's, he's just, it's just maddening watching him. He's not good enough. I mean, it, as, as weird as that is, or just his, his style of play, the limitations that he has offensively, bad shots, bad turnovers. He's just, it, it doesn't pass the ball when it needs to be passed. He's a little too selfish at times. It's maddening. Now, he's not the reason they're losing the series, but it's maddening watching Randall. He's the main, the main when your main scorer, even though Bronson's obviously mm-hmm. a better player, more effective. When your main scorer is playing like a chicken with his head off, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean he's out of control, Eric. And thank you for your call. That's the problem. I don't understand how the Knicks don't understand that you can't run into guys standing there underneath the basket and think it's not going to be a foul. I mean, Randall fouling out, and he could talk about the refs being bad or whatever. Come on, dude. You're out of control offensively. This is what you do all the time. I think some of it is on Tibbs as well. because, And I know he's taken a knock over the years. And again, I like Tibbs. Big Tibbs fan. He's taken a knock on his offensive coaching. Is he a good offensive coach? Whatever. You you watch the difference in the two teams. What exactly is the Knicks offense? George is calling from Winter Park, Florida. What's up, George? Hey, excuse me. Thanks for taking my call. I'm 88 years old. This is the first time since the 90s I've watched the Knicks this year. And I you took the words out of my mouth. I watched the game tonight. They were just totally out hustled. Like you said, they just like they didn't even care the turnovers. But if you watch the Knicks during the season, Sal, remember they would win ten in a row mm-hmm. and lose five in a row, you know. And that's the way they are. And it's comes to haunt them in the playoffs. You can be hot and you can be cold. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe now yeah. they could go on a three-game heater. Well, I hope so. But uh, I'm Mitchell Robinson. Look, I'm old style. 
Pennsylvania. I need a center that can score 10 points, shoot from 15 feet, and shoot fouls. I can't. Robinson is just not the type of guy for me. You got a minute. Can I just tell you a little story? Yeah. How unlucky the Knicks are. Back in the 50s, we had a good team. We had Carl Braun on a Sweetwater Clifton, Harry Gallatin. Boston gets Russell. I mean, we needed one player. One player. LIU, Sherman White, the best player in the country. Ready to all the big fans. We were mad. We're going to give Boston a run. He gets caught in the gambling scandal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't go back that far, George. And thank you for taking the time to call. We appreciate it. Um, I'm not going to say that they're unlucky. I mean, there are certain things in the '90s that were, you know, that that took place that you could say, all right, maybe they're unlucky. Hey, look, that's sports. That's sports. And unfortunately, you know, we haven't had things go our way in New York a lot of the time. Now, you could say that you know the Yankees winning and their history of winning and all that stuff. They, maybe they took up all the luck for everybody else around here. But the Knicks haven't won since '73. The Mets '86. The Rangers '94. You know, the Islanders the early '80s or whatever. You know, whatever it was '83. I think was the last one for the Islanders. Like, you know, the Jets Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl three. Giants have had some more recent success than the others, but still, even that's been a while. I, I don't know. It's just sports in general. We have so many teams, and it feels wor- It feels great when they're winning, or at least one of them, but it feels a lot worse when they're not because there's so many of them. And this is one of the best years we've had with the Knicks in 20 years. And we're still like, oh, it's frustrating and, you know, bad luck or this or that. Hey, it's not over yet. Let's see what happens come Wednesday night. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.